1950 Science Fiction Podcast, Season 1, Episode 5, More Sci-Fi TV Shows. Hello and welcome once again to 1950 Science Fiction Podcast, hosted by me, Bird Sherman. I've been a long-time sci-fi fan of the B-50s B-movies, like the one I discussed in my last podcast. However, in this episode of the show, I will turn my attention to sci-fi TV. Well, first, I want to thank everyone who has taken the time to listen to my show, and I hope you've enjoyed the program so far. I now have more than I have. I now have over 300 plays since I first started in late August of this year, and it's been quite a year, not only for me but for the rest of the world, rest of the world as well. It is nearing the end of the year, and we are still in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. The crisis expected to continue in the following year has itself been something something out of, a, out of sci-fi, but not as intense. I hope that it will be over soon and we all can get back to the normal state of affairs. What I plan to talk about in this episode of the podcast are two science fiction shows from the 1950s TV. First up, it's a classic Adventures of Superman and Captain Zero, which I mentioned in a previous podcast. Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets. Up in the sky, look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman! And now, Superman. A being no larger than an ordinary man, but possessed of powers and abilities never before realized on Earth. Able to leap into the air an eighth of a mile at a single bound. Hurdle a 20-story building with ease. Race a high-powered bullet to its target. Lift tremendous weights and rend solid steel in his bare hands as though it were paper. Superman! A strange visitor from a distant planet, champion of the oppressed, physical marvel extraordinary, who has sworn to devote his existence on Earth to helping those in need. As our story begins, we ask you to come with us on a far... Adventures of Superman. Okay, what hardcore comic book or sci-fi fan has not ever heard of Superman? The Man of Steel has been around for a long time, versus a comic book later, at, later in other media. In the 1940s, there was an animated version shown in the movie theaters, live-action serials, and radio dramas. However, in the 1950s, an independent movie producer decided to make a feature-length movie based on the Superman comic. The film called Superman Meets the Mole Men starred George Reeves as Superman. Released in 1951 with a running time of 58 minutes. Plot centers around a small town that possesses the longest hole made for an oil rig. However, crude oil is not forthcoming, but samples of radium manifest themselves every time the drill goes down the hole. Carter Kent and Lois Lane, played by Phil's coach, are assigned to report the story for the Daily Planet. While they are present, reports of strange small glowing creatures disseminate through the town. 
One of the beings is captured by local townsfolks. A lynch party threatens to take matter. A lynch party threatens to take matters in their own hands. When Clark Kent hears this, he promptly changes into Superman and protects the small beings and sends them back to their home. Their home is somewhere underground, and the drilling hole was the entrance to, to the surface world. The movie would serve as a pilot for the TV series, The Adventures of Superman, and received sponsorship from Kellogg's Serial. The show became a hit after being aired on TV. The Adventures of Superman brought broadcasted from 1952 to 1958 the runtime of 25 minutes the first two seasons were shot in black and white while the shows from 1955 and onward were in color the series was low budget and used many cost saving practices the producers used stock footage shot mostly in, in the studio and would rearrange parts of the set to look different the show's additional cast members were jack larson as Jimmy Olsen, John Hamilton as Barry White, Robert Shane as Inspector Henderson. Later on, Noel, Noel Neal would play the role of Lois Lane after Phillips, Phyllis Coates resigned. All these characters appeared in the original Superman comic book, except for Inspector Henderson. He was a creation from the radio series that preceded the TV show. The series would also have a variety of other reoccurring characters, each, each, either as a scientist or gangsters. One such, one such person was Professor Pepperwinkle, an absent-minded scientist who causes Superman lots of trouble with his inventions. There were also recurring villains in the form of comic gangsters. They were always defeated by Superman each time they fired bullets at him, only to be deflected from his body. The stories presented would, would circulate between action and crime drama, while others would have elements of science fiction. I remember watching this one episode that stood out from the rest. For the most part, Superman is always busting through walls with his super strength. However, there was an instance when he was not able to do so. The wanted criminal decided to hide out in a large metal cube made of some exotic metal that nobody can, no one can penetrate. Whether it is, whether it's a diamond drill or a welder's torch, nothing even scratches the metal cube. Not even Superman can break through this type of metal. Fugitive believes that if he stays hidden in the cube for at least seven years, he can be declared legally dead and walk out a free man. After consulting with one of his scientist friends, a suggestion made to him is that he, Superman, can walk through the wall. The scientist explains that Superman possesses extraordinary mental power, and he should try to tap into this via intense concentration and, and try to step, step into the metal wall. Superman succeeds in doing so it stops short of going through the other side. He overhears a conversation between the fugitive and his cohorts. Superman learns that Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen were kidnapped and held against her will. Superman decides to back away from capturing the fugitive and devises a plan. 
The fugitive inside the cube has a clock set to National Observatory time. Superman flies to Washington and seeks permission to set the clock back for one hour. When the fugitive believes that it's safe to leave the cube, his cohorts use an acid designed in human metal. Right after he walks, walks out, Inspector Henderson arrests, arrested him on the spot. Inspector explains that it's not the right time of day and he is not considered legally dead. Also, Superman rescues Lois and Jimmy so they're no longer in danger. This episode of The Adventures of Superman, entitled The Mysterious Cube, aired on February 24th, 1958. It was show number 95 and episode 4 of the sixth season of the series. Season 6 would be the last for the series as well. My thoughts on the series. <clears throat> I first watched The Adventures of Superman during my tween years in the late 70s. My family had just subscribed to cable TV and the distant UHF station broadcasted reruns during the afternoons. The first episodes I saw were in color. Then came the black and white shows after a schedule change to Saturday mornings. I really enjoyed watching the first live action TV show of the comic book superhero. The stories were exciting, fantastic, and well-written. I still remember watching most of the shows, and certainly ones like The Mysterious Cube stand out. I got interested in learning more about legal death and what it, and if it really does exist. As it turns out, it pertains to civil law rather than criminal law. So I believe the writers took some license in writing the plot. According to some film critics, the series garnished as was garnished as one of the best science fiction shows on TV. High praise was attributed to the superb writing of the series. Captain Zero, research explorer in time and space. Captain Zero. Now I want to talk to you more about the 1950s sci-fi show Captain Zero. I mentioned it in episode 2 of the podcast. I've never seen this show on TV, but only via YouTube. I watched a few episodes posted on social media a few years ago and thought the show was somewhat entertaining. The series was designed to be a show for juvenile audiences, not unlike The Adventures of Superman. Captain Zero was a scientist who worked in a remote mountaintop laboratory and studied historical events. He could watch past events in real time, and if something went wrong, he could travel back in time and correct the mistake. Using his time machine, known as the ZX-99, he and his teenage psychic, Jet, would... encounter historical figures such as Christopher Columbus, George Washington, and Blackbeard the Pirate. The series was first broadcasted on TV stations KRON in San Francisco, California, and 
KTTV in Los Angeles, California from 1951 to 1953. In 1955, the show was syndicated to TV stations nationwide. The first episodes were broadcasted live and lasted 15 minutes, while recorded shows lasted for about 24 minutes. There were 50, 51 live shows and 26 recorded episodes. The series ran, the series, I'm sorry, the series starred Roy Stevens, who also created the show. Jet, his teen, teen assistant, was played by Bruce Haynes. The series opened with images on a mountaintop with snow and ice. The camera pans toward a rocket ship, then towards the captain's laboratory. At that point, you hear the announcer say, Captain Zero, research explorer in time and space, somewhere on a remote, uncharted region of, of a planet called Earth, stands a laboratory of Captain Zero. In his secret location, known only to a few in, in the outside world, Captain Zero and his associates experiment in time and space to learn from the past, to plan for the future. Then the camera focuses on a tower on top of a building, and then the announcer continues to say, Contact has been established. Now we transmit you direct to the laboratory of Captain Zero. Please stand by. And then you hear Morse code. The series utilized low-grade effects due to a meager budget, but the designers were creative of what they had. The set used some electronic equipment and flashing lights for time travel sequences. The funds were so low that only three actors at a time could appear on the screen. The first episode. The first episode of the series involved Captain Zero and Jet traveling back in time to beat Christopher Columbus. Jet gets involved with crew members who believe that Columbus is wrong and the ships must turn around and go back. He overhears the plot against Columbus and tries to warn him, but he can't without revealing who he is. Columbus is about to give in when Captain Zero speaks to Columbus and convinces him that he is right not to turn back. Some of the stories would play out like the first episode, while others involved outer space and testing new rocket ships. The show attempted to educate children about history, not, un not unlike the classic Doctor Who series in the following decade. The series would also influence other future sci-fi so shows, such as The Time Tunnel and Quantum Leap. Both series had the characters meet up with historical figures as well. They would also try to correct the course of history. From what one of my followers on Twitter told me, at the Rob Gray, that's spelled at T-H-E-R-O-B-G-R-A-Y, Captain Zero is now an indie comic book series. I've not read the series yet, but I will post a promotional video on my show notes on my vocal media page. End of show. Well, that's all for this edition of the podcast. Hope to cover a new topic on, on an episode sometime soon. However, please be sure to check out my vocal media page on vocal media.
you will find the written transcript for the podcast, photos, and video clips. The link is posted on the podcast page of where you listen to the show. Please feel free to check it out and look at the other stories I've written over the past three years. Thank you.